The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stock Insiders with me, Oriel Morrison. Now, today we're delving into the world of human resources with Lee Martin Seymour, CEO and co-founder of XREF. Now, this is a global HR tech platform that is listed on the ASX. The ASX code is XF1. Lee, welcome. It's great to have you back with us. Hi, Oriel. Nice to be back. Thank you very much. Now, you've been in HR, of course, for some time. You've also had founder in your title a number of times. Those uh, listeners today who don't know you, tell us a little bit about how you came to be the co-founder of XREF. Well, I have a recruitment background and and, uh, back in 2009, um, I I witnessed uh, uh, a recruiter faking references to crowbar a candidate into uh, a major bank here in Australia. I had the job of letting that recruiter go and uh, in a cafe in Sydney, I put pen to paper and designed a method to automate uh, candidate referencing uh, online and protect companies from fraud, privacy and discrimination. And that the focus on security uh, and fraud is, of course, you know, grown and grown, in particular, given this recent crisis that we've had right here in Australia with 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 Optus. How much have things changed, you know, in not just in the last five years, but even in the last six months? Look, I think there's a there's a, there's always been a big focus on on data security. Uh, we've we've spent an awful lot of time becoming um, ISO 27001 uh, certified. We follow the GDPR rules. And to be honest with you, data security is like fire alarms. Anybody can invest in them. But if your house burns down because you didn't take due due care and uh, you didn't go and put a fire alarm in your house, then that is your fault and everybody told you to take more care. So I think if we're buying technology out there, we've really got to focus on whether they have invested in things like ISO 27001, GDPR, and, and, and where in fact are they hosting the data. Can you put that into um, into a layman's, layman's words, Lee? <laughs> yeah, sure. Look, ISO 27001 makes sure that um, d- data processors uh, export and import data uh, uh, on, you know, on, online in the cloud uh, in the most secure way. And so um, the way we transact on banks, you know, bank grade uh, security, everybody can, uh, can, can lift their services up to that level. But it is all about how people in the organization can gain access to data within that organization. So I think more work's got to be done on on human behavior around data. We take it extremely seriously and we don't have the level of of data in our platform that um, a company, you know, like uh, like Optus would. Uh, That's obviously what we've gone through here in Australia. You know, our data is uh, historic opinions on candidates' previous roles and we keep emails and, and, and telephone numbers. But, you know, ultimately... I think most of the cases that we've seen in terms of data security breaches are where the human interaction has failed, not in fact the system itself. Things changed a lot over the last few years, um, Lee, when it comes to the pandemic and the impact on on innovation in, in pretty much every industry. 
uh, on on a global level. How how much of an impact did the pandemic have on you? Look, I think um, we we really reframed it very early. We've always provided verification and reference services to the trust part of our community, so healthcare, education, government, not for profit, childcare, and so within the pandemic, those industries were very busy trying to um, hire people, and so uh, we we actually you know part of our business grew during the pandemic. As we've climbed back out, companies that we service like Qantas, Crown Casinos, some of the big hotel groups, they've come back online in, in, in force. But what I can tell you right now is, you know, no different to the roaring 20s or the swinging 60s or the growth out of Y2K or the 2008 crash, uh, you know, people are, have a strong appetite for green shoots. They've got a strong appetite for new innovation. And whilst people are, are, have disparate workforces and people are, are working from their kitchen benches, organizations all around the world are very interested in verifying candidates at speed. They're very interested in uh, garnering feedback about the company from their current employees. Um, and they're very interested in surveying their, their old staff to see if they would come back. And these are all the things that we're getting involved in. But I think people are really questioning their technology because the technology did not work through the pandemic when we needed it most. And so there's a lot of appetite for fresh innovation out there. And, uh, and, and we're doubling down on that appetite. And now part of the, the issue, in certainly in your space at the moment, which then, of course, feeds through to everywhere else, is the skills crisis that we're we're seeing? We're seeing it particularly here in Australia, but it's we're not certainly not the only country that is experiencing this skills crisis. Um, you've thought this through, and this has sparked some new innovation coming out of XREF. Talk to us about your new platform, Hire to Retire. Yeah, look, you're you're absolutely on the money there, and we're paying the price of of not developing um, a, a better level of of skills available in the Australian market. And, and um, an awful lot of pressure comes because uh, although they say the borders are open here in Australia, um, if you've tried to fight, get a flight recently, you either can't get one or it's too much. And visa processing is just taking far too long. So our health sector and, and made, you know, an awful lot of our essential services in Australia uh, can't find migratory staff. So, you know, that being said, uh, you know, employees employers are trying to find new ways to build talent pools. Um, uh, nine months ago, we launched our exit survey tool uh, that um, companies can actually send a survey out to their last um, you know, 5,000 or three or four years worth of, of, of previous staff of what we call exitees. Um, they can survey what they thought of the business when they left. They can um, uh, indicate that they're interested in coming back to those businesses and they can nominate someone that still works there to stand verification for them. We found extri- a huge amount of success um, uh, releasing this platform. And in fact, I've got some stats for you, which are really quite interesting. Um, as, as we've been uh, sending exit surveys out, 70% of exitees are responding with feedback, even though they left, you know, maybe left three or four years ago. And 20% of employees that used to work at these companies are asking to come back. So, you know, when we lift, you know, when we, when we, when we have a conversation with one of our um, current clients and we say that, you know, 20% of your uh, ex-staff would in fact come back, you know, they, they um, FOMO kicks in and they're exploring ways in which they can do that. 
And I think whilst the industry right now is spending billions of dollars to try and find fresh talent, you know, let's look at the at the um, at the people that used to work for us and bring some IP back into our businesses. In fact, XREF's only a small team, and and um, we've just had uh, three of our staff uh, come back to the business, which is um, which is delightful, and it shows us eating our own lunch. Well, what's the reception been for companies like that? Because I'm sure that not every company would look at it quite like quite like you've just described and and welcome back previous employees you know i think the problem is is they never know who they are i was in an auditorium in melbourne a few years ago and i asked people to put their hands up if they believed that they had good tenure and offered value to their previous company and then i asked them to keep their hands up if they'd ever been called or invited back or caught up with and and all the hands went down and it's a really bad it's a really big shame that companies you know don't don't reach out and ask ex-employees their opinion. You know, we, we give ratings to our postman for delivering a parcel, but we don't rate the company that we've just worked for for five years. Um, so I think we need to do a lot more in this space. The, the, the difficulty is, of course, you know, if you look at someone like Qantas or Crown Casinos that, that let thousands of people go as a result of the pandemic and now trying to, you know, struggle to find their way back, you know, I think they have a difficulty in figuring out, you know, who out of that set of people is hireable or not hireable. So our line manager verification is essential. We can we can reach out to ex-employees, but um, internal line managers can indicate whether they should be invited back or not. Does it, how, how much does this new platform, the Hire to Retire one, the one that we've just been discussing, how much does this change your business model? Look, in the past, we've been um, a prepaid credit model. So if you're going to hire a thousand people, you buy a thousand credits at 50 to 75 bucks. And, and as you use those credits, we recognize that revenue. Within COVID, our revenue recognition was tightly, te- uh, he- tightly coupled to the ebbs and flows of, of hiring. So moving um, our new enterprise platform to 100% subscription means that irrelevant of ebbs and flows of, 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 of um, hiring, our revenue recognition r- remains tight. Uh, with the new platform, we can now offer uh, services past pre-employment pulse checks to employees and exit surveys to exitees. So our whole market has just times by 10. Uh, companies with, with 10,000 staff were buying five, 1,500 credits to do um, reference checks. You know, now with current internal employees and exitees, you know, they could be subscribing to a platform that affords them 15,000 profiles. So it extends our uh, addressable market. Um, it, uh, it, it, it evens out our seasonality in revenue recognition, but what it actually does is it allows us to be far more aggressive with our expansion into the US. Well, tell us about that. I mean, you, you now how many countries are you in now? One hundred and ninety-five by my last count. Does that sound right? Last year, one point three million people contributed data to our platform across one hundred ninety-five countries in in thirty-five different languages. That's that's brilliant. So it's brilliant. So tell us about your your expansion in the US because it's fairly aggressive and you're maintaining a pretty healthy growth rate there. Yeah, look, it's 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 an exciting prospect. I think we'll all know we all know that the US is the graveyard to, to many US uh, to many Australian technology businesses. So when you go there, it's it's actually about what not to do. Um, we've been there for a few years now. We understand that market. We're integrated to uh, the large applicant tracking systems in in the US, and we actually through G two GetApp and Captera, we're rated as the number one provider in automated referencing. 
So in the US, um, uh, the enterprise customers really want to self-serve. They don't want to talk to salespeople. If you're a salesperson in the US, you, you commonly have to be called a vice president of the world, the universe and everything to be, you know, have your phone call answered. Um, so people generally don't want to speak to a salesperson. They want to find a product. They want to check the credibility. They want to try the product. And then they want to provision all of their enterprise um, uh, 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 components, i.e. they want to in invite users in SSO. They want to um, configure their uh, surveys uh, and branding. Um, and they want to subscribe uh, 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 themselves. So our platform allows them to do all of that. And it means that we can uh, acquire clients in a far more efficient way. And they'll probably reach out to our account managers uh, for help to, you know, to do detailed work rather than um, for a, a very early demo. So um, th that platform being a lot wider, being higher to retire, being self-service and being subscription, it really plays in the hands of, of, of what that um, particular sector requires. So what are the future plans for, for the US? What sort of growth do you expect to maintain there? Although we, we you know, we, we did really well last year, our profit went up 800%. You know, we had a, a fantastic growth uh, above 40%. You know, I think we have an opportunity here to eclipse our revenue, our, our, our revenue and sales in Australia with that of North America. And I think um, just migrating um, some of our, you know, key clients around the world um, from our old platform, i.e. XREF Recruiter, to our new platform, I think we've got a really big opportunity to uh, maximise our, our growth rate uh, and retain our um, profitable position. So part of this, of course, is not just US um, expansion and growth, but also in, in Europe. Um, talk to us about where you're at uh, across the continent. In Europe, we actually do... Um, uh, very well in the in the Nordic region, uh, in, through, throughout Benelux. Um, we do really well in countries that uh, want to uh, have a vested interest in, in hiring the best talent. Um, so the European market it, is very good. Um, it, it is very good for us. Uh, we have about $1.4 million from last year in revenue uh, with new business on top. So um, uh, our Northern Hemisphere with our head office in Toronto, um, we leverage all of our uh, channel partnerships, um, our marketing and our uh, credibility on, on, on uh, applica applications or platforms like G2. Um, and uh, to be honest with you, Oriel, we've lowered the barriers to the entry to our product. We're fully multi-language. We don't, we don't mind where you are in the planet, what language you speak and how you want and in what phase of recruitment you are in. Uh, you might um, begin your journey with XREF doing exit surveys uh, or you might begin in, in engagement. Uh, we, we really lowered the barriers so that anybody can enjoy the um, return on investment that the platform gives you. Well, what's what's most exciting to you at the moment, Lee, when you, when you look ahead and, and you see, you know, obviously when you look at the speed of innovation, the pace of innovation when it comes to technology, it's absolutely outstanding at the moment. There are very, very high levels sparked, as you mentioned, um, through that need during the pandemic. But that speed of change is certainly remained, even though the borders have started to open or are open, I should say. Um, what really excites you then when you look ahead over the, sort of the next 12 months? Well, I think 
we are out there, um, we're building a business, but what we are actually doing is farming data. So, um, you know, for, for a business like ours to know, uh, you know, when a candidate has been interviewed, if they've been hired or not, how long they've stayed in the business when they left, did they come back, where did they go? Um, it, it allows us in the future to be, you know, maybe offering can, a candidate value, i.e. Um, preparing them for their, um, for their next position by getting their checks done early. Um, so I think um, we could do far more on behalf of the candidate to uh, allow them to uh, raise head and shoulders uh, uh, above their com- competition when looking for a job. Um, but uh, we actually on Monday also released the Trust Marketplace. So there is a big focus on digital um, identification and online trust. Uh, I think online trust is in everybody's minds right now. And so um, we have over time since since acquiring Rapid ID in 2019, you know, we've grown that business 2000%. We've added additional uh, checking capabilities uh, to that. And we released Trust Marketplace to allow um, any sector, any client, whether they're in HR and technology or crypto um, or online telco to be able to access via API um, a range of, uh, of, of online trust checks uh, uh, around the world. So, you know, the trust marketplace is a very exciting space. Um, and I think employers that uh, need to reach into different countries as talent becomes ultra mobile around the world uh, and, and take a check on a different nationality through the trust marketplace, I think that's a very exciting um, part of our business. It certainly is, certainly sounds exciting. And we look forward to watching you, Lee, and and following XREF very, very closely uh, over the next sort of six to 12 months. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. Thank you, Ariel. Nice to be back. And of course, thanks to all of our listeners as well for joining us. Um, That is all we have time for, for this episode of Stock Insiders with me, Ariel Morrison. We will see you next time. 